Voices podcast episode. I don't even remember because I haven't published all of them. So we'll just say officially two that's actually going to go up of actually interviewing people. So can you please state your full name for me? Caroline McGinnis. Okay, awesome. Uh, that's the you had a middle name? <laughs> Caroline Suzanne McGinnis. Okay, and it's me, Dwayne Albert Smith, the go. second, not junior, so that's it's nice. the second. So actually, I met you, Caroline, uh, random follow on Instagram, social media. Every three to four months, I go through like a fitness craze, and I start adding people with like just different than regular bodybuilding. So okay. somebody that has just maybe a different outlook, I'm looking to see. And I know one thing, you know, you you post videos, sort of self-reflect. I didn't re- listen to all of them. Oh, my but God. But I'm like, okay, oh, this is cool. This is different. You know, jujitsu, mm-hmm. something something that's new. Um, and then I had this wonderful idea of a podcast, a way to get to know people. Reached out, um, and you said, yeah. So we're finally able to sit down here and do this. So give me a little bit of background about yourself, you know, where you grew up. Okay. So I'm a San Diego native. Okay. I um, grew up in San Diego. The easiest way is half the time away, half the time Alpine. Okay. Um, I grew up doing lots of sports. Um, in high school, I did golf, water polo, and I ran track. I always wanted to get into martial arts, uh-huh. but it took a long time to get there. I started lifting when I was 17, though, and then that kind of continued on and off Yeah. Um, in conjunction with surfing that I started when I was eight. Okay. So I've been surfing like 20 years. It's probably my longest sport. And then I jokingly told my mom when I was in college that I wanted to learn knife fighting and self-defense. Uh-huh. And she randomly at a party met a knife fighting instructor. Okay. <laughs> so she called me from the party. I was sleeping. I was on the East Coast at school at college. And uh, Ended up, like, getting pissed, but talked to the instructor. Um, when I came back to San Diego on my break, I ended up starting to train with him, mm-hmm. at Gianella. Um, and so through him, I learned weapons arts, uh, Muay Thai, boxing, some other grappling arts. And then um, he moved, and I was in limbo. I trained with a different training partner for a while. Still continued surfing. Yeah. I was actually teaching surf for most of that time. Um, and then... I met my boyfriend, Victor, randomly, who was a Lyft driver, which is also a funny story. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we bonded through the fact that I had just gotten back from Thailand. I was talking about surfing. He said he was a white belt in surfing and asked me if he did jujitsu. And he said yes. And then I asked him if he was Brazilian. And then he said yes. And then we talked about grappling and how I hadn't had that much experience grappling. And so eventually we ended up connecting. And that's how I ended up in jujitsu. And then... We both have, Victor and I both have fitness um, aspirations and weightlifting separately. That was something we both enjoyed separately. And surfing something we both enjoyed separately in martial arts. And so just combining all those. Mm-hmm. And now we have the fitness, strength conditioning, and personal training program here at Alliance. Um, and then we both compete in jiu-jitsu. And probably not going to compete in weightlifting or fitness. Okay. But at least continue in jiu-jitsu and martial arts. Okay. Uh, I remember I, I, we met before, I yes. remember you said Victor, and for whatever reason, what I imagine Victor to look like, Victor to look like. <laughs> yeah. You said Brazilian, <laughs> and you said Jiu-Jitsu, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, I got it totally. The mental totally, image. Mm-hmm. I, when I walked into the gym that first time, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this must be, this must be Victor. I like, won. I, I, I can mm-hmm. totally see, though, okay, mm-hmm. this is Victor, and if not, it would have been super awkward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so that's awesome. So, I remember you said 
now yes. I'm gonna go to the golf uh-huh. said before. You said you were extremely good. I was definitely like unfortunately above average, and I say unfortunately because I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. But it was something my grandfather pushed me into. Like they put me in lessons when I was mm-hmm. eight, like a kid, and forced me to do lessons up until I don't know, as a teen. Yeah. And then when I was in high school. I didn't have a sport to play in the fall. So in high school, there's like three seasons. There's like a fall, winter, and a spring sport. I didn't have a fall sport. Women's golf is in fall. Mm-hmm. So, so you kind of missed Yes, I got shuttled into that. And then I was varsity all four years. I was California all state. I was captain. I was, so you, when you yeah. say, <laughs> I was just going to go into it. When you say just a little bit better than average, I mean, there's a lot of money into golf. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that start super okay. young and, so, I mean, you were very good. I was good. And it was, my coach was always, he would get mad at me because I would just be cracking jokes the whole time. Yeah. We were in competition the whole time we'd be training. Like, there was one other girl and I, she was also, she did other sports. And so we would just be talking shit, shooting the shit mm-hmm. the whole time, like laughing, not even paying attention and just like winning. Yeah. Um, and so everyone was upset because I, they said I could have gotten a scholarship for golf through college. But to me, to have to work uh, basically a job, because that's mm-hmm. what it ends up being when you're in college, but a yeah, college athlete. Of course. And so I didn't want a job that I hated for four years and to be forced into a sport that was fun, but I didn't, like, I wasn't in love with mm-hmm. golf the way I was in love with water polo or the way I was in love with weightlifting or surfing. So compared to all my other sports, which are fairly adrenaline and fast paced, yeah. golf is slow. The, my favorite part of golf, though, was like putting. Like, I like the meditativeness of putting. Um, and it's beautiful being outside and on the course, but competing versus the way like men, like old men go and play mm-hmm. and like drink beer and shoot the shit. It's a very different thing. Like competing, oh, you're walking with your bag for nine holes. Like it's a totally different environment than the people that play golf leisurely, like recreationally. Yeah. So it's not quite the same. Okay. I'd rather do a putt-putt here and there. Putt-putt just... here and there. Do, do you still play every now and then or no? Um, I, to be honest, the last time I picked up a real club was probably 10 years ago. Okay. But I have played miniature golf, okay. and I've also beaten Victor at miniature <laughs> golf. <laughs> played miniature golf recently. I won. Last hole. Well done. Um, I'm very, very competitive, so uh, there's either I just don't care about it, or like I just know I'm going in like, hey, I just can't, can't care too much. So it's not going to go well, or um, I'm all in. Um, so it was a necessary win. Yes, it was yeah. a win. Against, against my girlfriend as well. Yeah. So I had to win. Of course. Had course. to win that. Okay. So at, to make that decision at a young age to go like, hey, everybody's telling you, you can get a scholarship, you can have school paid for, and then to just think of, hey, this is going to be a job and something I don't enjoy. we got a lot of people walking around right now at day and age doing jobs that they hate. I Yesterday, I even met with a friend. And she was talking about rugby and how, you know, she was playing rugby and doing this and she just was not enjoying it yeah. the way that she had been. I mean, she played in, in college and she said, why am I doing something? I'm a grown woman. Why am I doing something that I'm not enjoying anymore? This is stupid. Uh-huh. And she stopped and she's recently been in CrossFit. Um, shout out to her. She got her first muscle up in. So cool. like, oh, super great for you. But it's like, there's a lot of people that they just, they continue to stick to do things mm-hmm. that they hate mm-hmm. um, and, and they don't make that change. Now, you doing what you do right now, do you see a lot of people that come in and say, hey, I want to make that change. I want to eat right. I want to, I want to work out. And do they tend to stick with that plan? <laughs> or what's your thought on that? I've noticed, I think we're just a very... 
we're so afraid. Like, we're so afraid as people, like, mm-hmm. as humans. And we're so injected with fear from a young age. And, like, everyone told me to do golf because it was, like, the safe thing. Yeah. Like, and but I would have been unhappy. Mm-hmm. So how safe would it have been? You know what I mean? It's exactly. like, I, what's, sac- what's the sacrifice? Like, yeah. I'd rather be happy and, like, figure it out along the way. And I ended up doing a lot of other things. Like, I got to travel a lot, which yeah. I would not have been able to do. So I was, like, I probably traveled for, like, a third of my college. So okay. I was gone for a lot of it. So, like, that would have been impossible had I had a sport or an athletic scholarship. So, and, like, the thing with fitness, people come in and they want, or I'll have people contact me because I have an emotional health program that goes along with the fitness program mm-hmm. to kind of uncover the layers of why, especially certain people we hold on to, like, they call it stubborn fat, but it's not really stubborn. We just, like, have these emotional or these belief systems that keep it in place yeah. and we're too afraid to release. So I think it's more of a, when we're confronted with something that actually can change the way we see ourselves or the way other people see ourselves, I think we tend to get afraid and stop. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing with a fitness program. People approach a fitness program and they want change. They want the results. But that also means they have to change the way they see themselves, yeah. the way they feel about themselves. And it's the same thing with switching a career that you're unhappy with or anything else is if you see yourself as being unhappy and stuck and suddenly you choose to not be like, you have to change everything. You have to change your whole perspective of life, the way you see yourself, the way you feel about yourself, the way you feel about the choices you've made. Does that mean you have to blame yourself? Now you're fully responsible for all your decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge, huge leap. It's much easier for us to give other people control of our lives or to blame other people for the results of our lives. So I think that's the that's the biggest thing in terms of people staying in things that they're unhappy with, and also that includes fitness yeah. as well and no, health choices. If that makes sense. No, it, it totally does because I've been trying to run a lot more recently. I get about the <laughs> three mile mark, and then I'm like, you're out of shape in the sense of in the sense of running. I remember one time I came back from uh, Europe, that day I landed, I ran nine miles. Oh, my God. Like, I was sitting on the plane. Oh, my and, God. And, like, the last half mile, it was like, oh, this sucks. Dead, yeah. But everything else was completely fine. And so mm-hmm. there's just that thought process of, like, okay, well, how did you get to this point? Yep. Well, I was hanging out, watching Netflix, Chef's Table, Punisher, <laughs> all these other ones, uh-huh. just not even getting out there. And it can be discouraging to where it's like, okay, well, I got to start at a mile. Mm-hmm. I got to get up to two. Totally. And, I mean, these ain't fast miles. It was, like, nine-minute miles. Yeah. Hearts jumping out of my chest. Where before, it was like, man, you were doing 7.30 for nine yeah. miles. Mm-hmm. And that was nothing. But it's like, how did you get here? And also just forgiving yourself for, forgiving. for getting to that point. Now, one thing I will mention is I've moved about 30 times since we've been sitting right here. Yeah. And I cannot find a comfortable spot. And you haven't moved once. So that let me know right now there's something. I'm tight somewhere. <laughs> I need to stretch more as well, which I just had a conversation with but, girlfriend Melissa about stretching. <laughs> well, we can talk about stretching and our foam rolling. I think that's what Victor's and I. So Victor and I, we run the strength and conditioning program here okay. at Alliance where we are. Um, so we also run fitness and personal training and blah, blah, blah. But as part of that, we do monthly workshops. Mm-hmm. And I think this month we did essential oils for athletes. Okay. Last month we did like a barbell workshop. But the next month, so April, is open to the public. I believe we're going to do foam rolling. Okay. And we have a student who's a former Olympic coach. And so he's going to come in and help teach us foam rolling and proper recovery. So you're invited, Dwayne. I I will be there. Everybody that's watching needs to come because I can roll right here on the right side of my back. Right. 
everything else. But also, I have a weird stillness to me. Like, I noticed that even, like, fighting yesterday. Like, I was, like, the girls, like, shaking me, and I was just, like, calm and still, like, I'm like that, where, where, this is yes. fight. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's not out somewhere. This is this when I was competing. Yes, okay, there we When go. I was competing in Pan Americans. Um, but, yeah, I just have, like, a calmer thing. And maybe just stretching more, being more yeah. active. Yeah, no, so tired. Yeah, definitely need to stretch more. Foam roll. Yeah, foam roll is huge. That's made a big impact on my recovery. It's just opening up myofascial release, as they call it, like the small tendons, the mm-hmm. fibers of the muscle, releasing them and letting them do what they need to do and move in their full range of motion. And you can access the muscles better, activate them. Okay. So, like, for example, if you have a problem with, like, low back pain, it's usually, like, a... It's usually inactive glutes. Like, it's usually weak, like, so a weak posterior, like a weak hamstring and a weak glutes, and then a weaker abdomen. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then we tend to be, like, quad dominant, so, like, too active of quads. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing for me, I had that same problem. I noticed when I was squatting and doing other things, and so I have to foam roll. Like, I have to foam roll open, like, the hamstrings and the glutes, and then do activation, and then go into squats, because otherwise I won't be able to, they won't be loose enough or open enough to activate. No. <laughs> Too loud. Please, wait. Okay. Victor just asked if he can use his jigsaw massage. They are fantastic. Our friend runs the company. Well, the last time I came up here that day, I actually went to my buddy's house. Oh, yeah. And they had one there. I used, A jigsaw? Yeah, I used it the whole... It's crazy, whole, right? Whole yeah. It's heavy, though. The They're form, very so heavy. The form, mm-hmm. the, yeah, I know. Holding, it's nice when you have a partner who can alternate. That is true. Yeah. Okay, so... You said essential oils for athletes. Yes. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yes. So, um... Are we just, like, dabbing on our temples? Like, how do we... So, it depends on the oil and your ailment, let's say, okay. or what's your, like, your purpose, what you're using it for. Okay. So, I even used oils yesterday to compete. Okay. Um, so, I competed in jujitsu, and I... There's a oil called Copaiba. I don't know if we talked about this last time, mm-hmm. but, um... Copaiba is actually from Brazil, okay. which is funny, but um, it interacts in your body the same way CBD does. So it's about half the price, which is nice, mm-hmm. but CBD acts indirectly on your central nervous system, and Copaiba is said to work directly. Okay. So I was taking, I took it for like anti-anxiety, like I took like two drops under my tongue before, like when I was warming up, mm-hmm. and then um, we have another oil called Balance, which is like okay. a grounding blend basically to just like kind of calm you. So Victor put some of that on my, my neck and spine because I can't – usually I put it on the bottom of my feet. Mm-hmm. But to be barefoot on the mat, yeah, not yeah, ideally, yeah, oil on the bottom of the feet. Um, so put it on the back of my spine. And then we have a breathe oil, which actually works really well if you have anything respiratory. Okay. Um, Victor uses it every night to sleep, but it opens up the airway. So I just put a little bit on, under my nose. It's like a Vicks rub, like the – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the menthol so it's like that, just a little bit. And then I, I could breathe really well. That's what everyone kept asking me. They're like, how was your cardio? And I'm like, my cardio is fine. Like, yeah. that was the thing. Like, cardio is not the problem. And I think definitely the breathe helps and everything else. But just to keep the competition nerves under control mm-hmm. helps a lot. Okay. Or, like, I'll get home from work or for a long day. And, like, I'm just, like, you know, you get that, like, frazzled, like, oh, feeling. And you can't come down. I just, like, take a couple copaiba, like, under my tongue. And boom, like, down immediately. Okay. It helps a lot. But for the essential oil for athletes workshop, so we went into those things, and then my friend Andrea Sanchez for Instagram's Universal Essentials, but okay. she knows everything. She's fantastic. Um, but she came in and taught, and so we went through 
everything from like ringworm, like antibacterial, antifungal, like immunity boosting, all the way to like different ways to use it, which is like aromatic or topical or internal. Um, So it just is more depends on what you're looking for. And for athletes, we went from everything from like the mental, like for me, Copaiba for anti-anxiety, all the way to breathe to like increase your performance, all the way to recovery. So there's a a blend called Aromatouch, which actually helps move the lactic acid out of the muscles to help with soreness. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, there's a blend called Deep Blue, which is anti-inflammatory. Um, so it really just depends on what you're using it for. But through the workshop, we just went through all that. She gave them samples, mm-hmm. and then they can make up their own lines. My goal with the workshops, or our goal with the workshops, is just to provide education. Yeah. Fitness is such a small part of what it takes to feel good and like for ultimate health. And so with the workshops, at least I can provide education to them and increase the value of what they're getting Definitely. here. And then they can make their own decisions because not everything's going to resonate. Like not everyone's going to be into essential oils. Yeah. Not everyone's going to want to learn deep breathing. Not everyone's going to want to use barbells, but at least they have access to it. And then they can make up their own minds and find what pieces put together to give them ultimate health yeah. and whatever that means to them. Okay. Now I'm going to put you on the spot here. We talked about it last time. Okay. I don't have to go too far in depth, but crystals. <laughs> okay. Now, you said, hey, I'm not the expert. I'm definitely not. But should I buy a crystal necklace or a bracelet <laughs> or a ring of some sort? In the long run, just does it help? Because I know there was super moon or something. Blue. What, did you see the moon, though? I saw the moon yesterday. Crazy, yeah, right? I know people had the crystals out there. Oh, for sure. Them. I'm not making I'm not making a joke of it. This is just all I know. All I know is that they have crystals. That's good. I know that super moon or red moon, blood moon, whatever yeah, yeah. it is, moons they recharge them. Yeah. But they don't ever say why. Oh, I see okay. the Instagram okay, pictures okay, of the crystals okay, out. Okay. They look pretty, but yeah. nobody has ever just said like, "Hey, I have a crystal. It's gonna give you more energy." Okay, boom. Yeah, yeah, I can go with that. So, okay. Well, why should people? Yeah, yeah I've got my 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 bracelets on like always. So um. I don't remember what the blue one is, so don't. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Let's go, we'll just go. Key to the interviews, just go with what you know, and we're ready to go. Okay, so let's talk about the, the purple, purple one. The so this one's easy because amethyst is probably one of the most well-known ones. Okay. Um, and easy, and it's really popular. It's not too expensive. It's very accessible. Okay. Um, along with, like, the pink one, I'm sure you've seen, which is rose quartz. Mm-hmm. Those kind of tend to be the two most. Um, amethyst is also a type of quartz. So what they say the energetic properties let's call it that um amethyst is good for like spiritual protection for protection in general um especially because i work with the public a lot so i feel like i need this little baby barrier of like energetic protection negative energy or any like exactly like because you pick up things from being around people like you also work with people you know how it is i'm sure after days of you just talking to people nonstop. Is way different than the uh, days that you talk to nobody. I try to minimize how many people I talk to. Like, right. In, in a day. I probably talk to a lot more, generating more business, but I, uh, this is conversation number two for me. Today, yeah. Today, so <laughs> probably be that's about five, it, yeah. five today and then we're topped out. Well, so that's the thing. So especially, it's just nice to have that energetic grace. So basically what crystals do as more of a 101 mm-hmm. foundation is Everything has an energetic frequency, including us as people. Like, we're energetic beings. Everything runs off of energy. Like, if you touch anything, it's not actually solid. It's made of little molecules mm-hmm. that are made of a mostly empty space. And, and then they're just, like, energy buzzing around, and that's what we are. So, um, the school of thought is that crystals contain energy. Okay. Um, and 
each crystal kind of has like a different energetic purpose. So for example, like amethyst, like I said, is for more spiritual protection. There's another crystal called tiger's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very identifiable because it's uh, like like the colors of a tiger, it's like golds and reds, or like golds and uh, browns and kind of stripy. Um, but it's for physical protection. And then like clear quartz can help like illuminate things or clear. Smoky quartz is good for protection. Tends to go, the colors of the crystals tend to go with like the colors of the chakra for purpose. Okay. So like anything red, because your root chakra is red, the one at the base of your spine tends to be grounding so any crystals that are red they tend to be grounding and for protection um anything that's orange so like sacral chakra it tends to be like for creativity or passion um yellow is like confidence or manifesting uh which is the solar plexus and then you go up to the heart so greens or pinks so like rose quartz for self-love but Mm -hmm. also you can manifest love with rose quartz um the greens like malachite tend to be like healing detoxifying um there's other green ones there's so many out there. Like I said, I'm very much not the expert, but I have at least a good, like, base understanding. Okay. okay. And then blue would be anything to speak your truth or, like, set boundaries. So anything blue for the throat chakra. And then third eye would be purple, which is why amethyst is more for, like, spiritual protection or energetic protection. Um, and then you get up to the crown, and that's mostly the white and, like, clear crystals. To me, that's, like, the better basic understanding because yeah. people can kind of pick and choose more appropriately like oh i have a hard time speaking my truth like maybe i need something blue or like oh i really need to heal this like broken heart or i really need to forgive somebody so maybe like something green or pink or i'm never grounded so something like hematite which is silver it looks like metal like it's a heavy stone yeah yeah. but that's really grounding okay like when i was little my mom used to put hematite in my pockets because i was so like like running around all the time and too busy it's true so I would, like, go to school at, like, a seven-year-old with, like, crystals in my pockets. <laughs> Just, like, weighed down <laughs> with, like, hematites. So. Nice. <laughs> so, essentially, get some essential oils. Mm-hmm. Get some crystals. Yeah. It's not going to hurt. in the full moon. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's in the full moon. It's not going to hurt you. No. Um, Again, like you said, hey, some stuff's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but just try it out. Yep. You may see, it, mm-hmm. you know, it may help you out. It may not. Mm-hmm. Um, open your mind up to it yep. and just, just give it a chance. Exactly. And not everything's going to resonate. Like, I'll go through phases. Like, I used to be really into crystals, especially because I have a friend that owns a crystal store in OB. Crystal Visions. It's crystal fantastic. Visions. Okay. The crystals are probably the most pure and cleansed. Like, she has the one of the highest quality crystals, if not the highest in San Diego. Like, for okay. sure. Um, and... She's probably one of the most knowledgeable people, equally with my friend Andrea also, who knows okay. about essential oils. So any questions, she's the one to go to. But I used to be really into crystals. Like, I have a ton. Like, I have a whole drawer in my house that's, like, full of crystals. And, like, there's crystals all over our house and whatever. But through time, it's become, like, less and less. I'll go through phases, right? Like, I always, always wear my bracelets just mm-hmm. because I feel almost... It's like wearing a watch. Like, I almost feel naked without yeah. them. Um, but... I used to meditate a lot more with the crystals, and now I just kind of meditate without, just because of, like, my needs are different now, and, like, my ability is different now. Like, I don't, I was learning more, so it kind of helped ground and get me focused, and now I don't necessarily need that as much. Sometimes, for sure, but it depends on what I'm doing, so. And essential oils, to me, is more like a natural pharmacy. I think everybody should have them. I understand if they don't resonate with everybody, but it's nice just to be able to feel empowered that I can heal myself like we fixed Victor's ringworm at home like with oregano oil like we didn't even have to get like over the counter stuff that's crazy you know or I got really sick 
Um, and he had 104 temperature, and we used all at-home stuff, and, like, within three days it was gone, and everyone else was out for two weeks. So it's just nice to feel empowered and, like, yeah. be able to have natural options that I know are not going to – we're not going to have to deal with side effects as well. Mm-hmm. It's just the – whatever we're trying to knock out is just getting taken out by the oils or the natural remedies. Yeah. Uh, so we're not going to look at the camera, but we're going to look at the camera this part. He said options. Options. Don't come at us and say, <laughs> hey, Caroline Dwayne said, don't use medicine. She said, oh, yeah. Options. Her and sure. her options. I said, the other day, we got a lot of stupid people out here. None of the people watching this podcast, but they're just options. Oh, no. People have to make up their own yes, mind for everything. Just options, yeah. So don't, don't and what works it. for me doesn't always work it's for everyone else. And, like, doctors are amazing. Like, you need a surgeon if you break your arm or something yeah. sticking out of you. Like, you need, like that's exactly. – they're medical professionals for a reason. But there's certain things where it's nice to just have at-home yeah, no, of course, options of that are smaller. Not for your cold day. Save Save money. <laughs> okay, then you said meditate. How often do you meditate? Um, again, this is all new stuff to me. I grew up yeah, in disclaimer. I grew up in <laughs> Southeast San Diego, um, Logan Heights, Barrio Logan area. We had a different type of crystal there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's no meditation. <laughs> it's just a complete mental health. There's no yeah. like you know. Hey, just quit acting crazy. Quit yeah. acting stupid. That yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. not necessarily my family mother's. Uh, but just in general, <laughs> there it's just a whole new world totally. that um, people could be opened up to. Mm-hmm. So meditation, how often do you meditate? Now it's probably a couple times a week. Okay. Um, but when I was really dedicated, like a few years ago, when I really was going through a hard time and dedicating a lot of time to self healing, I and this is over. Like I was definitely over extreme. Um, but I was probably dedica- uh, dedicating about an hour to two hours, like every day, every other day. Just, just, just straight meditating. And eyes like just, closed, yep. eyes open. Yeah, eyes closed. Oh. Just like energetic work. Yeah, and that's why it's... That, I mean, but that's, <clears throat> well, it was that's necess- impressive. <laughs> it was necessary for what I was going through at that time. Yeah. Um, and without that period of like really deep introspection, I definitely wouldn't be where I am now mm-hmm. or have the ability that I have now, especially in like self-awareness and be able to help other people in the way I can just because I do have that level of self-awareness now from taking so much time um, and digging so deep. It's very uncomfortable. (laughs) Very uncomfortable, but necessary. Um, I don't think it's realistic for everybody to do it that way. Like, I call those my monk years because I did almost nothing other than just, like, worked and just worked at feeling better. Yeah. Um, But I think five minutes a day is, like, completely reasonable Mm -hmm. and is beneficial, and it's a perfect way to start. And, like, it's such a small such a small sacrifice or yeah. such a small commitment that I think it's something that everybody could do. And it's so easy. You could find a five minute guided meditation on just like breathing and grounding. You don't even like, it can be guided. You can yeah. have imagination. Like you can, there's so many options now that there's almost no reason. And there's so many benefits to it. Like in from everything from like Western medicine, Eastern medicine, like your friend down the street, everybody, everybody yeah. has something positive to say about meditation. So there's no downside to it. And if five minutes a day can improve your next 30 days and then your next 60 days mm-hmm. and then your next 90 days. Like why? Why not? Give why it a not? No. And so it's, it's the most important thing about meditation. And this is what I like to clarify because everybody thinks meditating is just closing your eyes and like going into the void and like, ah, think nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Think nothing. All right. I'm thinking stuff. Okay. Nothing. To me, what meditation is, is it's getting completely in the moment. That's why people feel that like surfing is very meditative. Because when you're in the wave, like, and it's the same thing with, with martial arts as well. Like, you have to be 
your body's responding before your mind is. Like, you're completely in the moment. There's nothing else there. And it's the same thing with surfing when you're on a wave. It's You're completely there with the wave, and your body's responding before you can think about it. And so you're entirely in the moment. And to me, that's what meditation is. Okay. So we're supposed to bring ourselves back to the present moment. This is really what life is. Yeah. <laughs> life isn't five seconds from now. It's right now, yeah. you know? And so meditation helps bring you back to that and put things in perspective. Um, so it doesn't always have to be sitting. It can be like there's certain Zen, or is it Zen is the sect? It's some certain sect of Buddhism, the monks, where they actually use cleaning as a type of meditation, or they have a walking meditation. So people get overwhelmed because they think they just can't sit there and not think, but you're not trapped just by that. You're not limited to just yeah. sit and think with meditation. It's so open to so many things. Okay. I'm sure you felt it running. Like you go into the zone and you're just completely in that moment, like, in the zone. Not, not recently. Um. I just feel my heartbeat. <laughs> but no, I'm, I, I do take it off. I'm, I joke and say, like, I'm, like, a middle-aged uh, housewife. I, like, <laughs> bake, I play tennis, That's I go nice. for walks at the beach. But when I'm walking at the beach, yeah. I'll go all hours of the night. Yeah, I'll yeah. go sometimes 10.30 at night. I'll go take a little 20-minute walk for the girlfriend gets home. And, yeah, it's just peaceful. Um Sometimes I'll have like some you know music playing, other times just nothing, just yeah. walking out there and yeah, so just peaceful, just finding that calm. And I think yeah, like you said, it's not about don't think about anything. It's just being in that moment mm-hmm. and thoughts are gonna come in, yep. but it's just refocusing, refocusing. This is a way to, to train, just to exactly. to be in that moment. When you're retraining your mind and like I the women from my meditation group that I originally went to, which mm-hmm. is what helps put me on this healing path or like I guess, more directed my healing path a few years ago. Um, and I ended up eventually leading the meditation group. But what they said is there's two good ways to do it. it. Like, as you have a thought come into your mind, you can imagine putting the thought on, like, a little clothesline and, like, putting the thought out, you know, and then, like, okay, I'll just, I'll come back to this when, like, my conscious mind is ready. Yeah. Or you can imagine it going on a little boat on a stream and it just, like, goes down and just, like, flows out of your head. Yeah. Because the point, we're trying to get to the point where we're watching your thoughts without attachment okay so you can have a thought come into your mind and be like oh i see that thought like that's interesting and then it just poof, goes out without being like oh my god i can't believe i'm thinking about this like why am i doing this right yeah. now instead of immediately going into the self-judgment about it we're just supposed not supposed to but what we're trying to learn through meditation is to have the thoughts without attachment mm-hmm. that's the whole the whole point as well as reconnecting to the present moment and reconnecting to yourself now, do you use meditation with your clients? Is that part of the whole mm-hmm. system? Let, let's go yep. through just a general so that people know, in case, you know, they want to come up here and give it a try. Uh-huh. Uh, how you go through, yeah. let's say, okay, I walk in. Hey, uh, I'm not happy with, I got a little bit of back better. I want to get rid of it. I've tried this and that. Um, how, how how do you do your program? So, my emotional health and fitness yeah. program? Okay, so, um, first of all... The first week of questions are really big. So basically my program, what it concentrates on, it's basically all the tools I use to heal myself. Like I told you last time we met, but I was 60 pounds heavier than I am now, um, which was also part of the reason I went through my emotional healing. Um, I put on a lot of weight as a means of protection and not feeling safe. I'm going to turn this music back. Hang on. Well, we're filming live. Yeah, go okay. ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, and so... I, th- I Honestly, I don't think it's going to be that yeah. bad. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, so anyway, so I went through this period and so I was trying to heal myself because I put on this, all this weight for protection and I was having a hard time 
letting it go. Like, I'm naturally athletic. If you could look at me, I'm very athletic. You wouldn't expect that I was over 60 pounds. And I always played sports. I always lifted. Even when I was heavy, I was still moving. Yeah. It was just so uncomfortable and, like, so hard. Yeah. And, like, just moving 60 extra pounds on you all the time and trying to do all the same stuff was just so heavy. Um, but I was just so sad. I was so depressed. I had so much anxiety. I was to the point where I was having, like, panic attack anxiety and, like, pass out and just, like, depressive states and... It was really uncomfortable. So I went through this whole healing thing. Through everything I learned on my own journey, all the tools I put together, everything I took from all these places, and, like, everything that I found within myself doing all that introspective work, I created MFIT, which is Emotional Health and Fitness. Okay. Um, so basically what it is is you come in, you tell me you're unhappy, we talk about if you're ready to commit. Because the thing is, is it takes a lot of energy from me to do this program because yeah. I'm basically guiding you through, like I'm holding your hand through your own identity shift. Yeah. So it's a lot for me. So I make sure you're committed because I'm not going to invest the time yeah. and the energy. I mean, time's all we, yeah. <laughs> time's all we got right now. It's huge. You can always and make money, but time, can't make, time. time. Can't, can't make it. So, um, so we talk about if you're committed and you're interested and you're ready. And so the difference is, is like, we all get to the point where we want change, but we're not necessarily ready to be so uncomfortable to get the change. Yeah. And so that tends to be, like, that's the first step of, like, getting to that point. It's like, okay, I want the change, but uh, I'm not quite ready to give up, like, my food or whatever. Yeah. And so making sure they're at the point where they're ready to commit to themselves, because that's really what it is, is committing to yourself completely and just being like, fuck it, like, I, sorry, I, <laughs> I, I just want to feel better. Yeah. Like, I don't care anymore. And so... What it looks like is basically we meet we meet one on one at least once a week. It's gonna vary for everybody's needs. If if people can meet with me three times a week for one on one personal training, great. If not, they can come to our strength and conditioning group class, and then we'll have our one on ones with me. Um, but weekly, they have journaling homework, so we do a lot of journaling. Um, I prefer journaling because it's the cheapest therapy there is. You don't even have to pay me for it if you don't. Yeah. Want. You can journal on your own and heal yourself. Like please. Um, it's what helps me a lot and mostly it's because we create such a story in our mind and we have all these thoughts that are connected by like a web yeah. and we know they're all connected somehow, but when they're up here in our mind, like it's so difficult to see them logically, like it's still so emotionally charged. And so by putting it on paper and making it linear, we can process them logically. So you're like, Oh, why am I feeling like this? I can't believe this person, whatever. Like I feel like this, this, and this, and then you can start to make connections like oh, this reminds me of when I was little and this yeah. happened or whatever. And so by making those connections, you can kind of desensitize it so it doesn't become this huge, like, 10 on the emotional scale. All yeah. of a sudden it's down to 5 and you can kind of whittle it down. So first we do journaling. I want to integrate that first. Okay. I don't change anything with the nutrition immediately because we're already shifting the inside. Yeah. Basically what happens is once you shift enough in the emotional state in your identity the weight will kind of fall off naturally this isn't meant to be a struggle this is more of like there's shadows inside all of us and there's layers that we keep on and basically we're illuminating the shadows and then through that we're like removing the layers that are okay. keeping us from being our greatest self or yeah. moving into that next space or allowing ourselves to shine through which is what tends to happen when we just keep on the weight um so journaling is huge we do um, subconscious reprogramming, okay. so basically taking our negative thoughts, reprogramming them into positive ones. Um, we do a lot of gratitude. Um, 
I kind of tailor it to people. We deal with like some reparenting a little bit. So like making that little kid inside you feel safe because usually it's a weight. The emotional yeah. component of weight usually is like a need for protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we say a little seven-year-old, such and mm-hmm. such. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. always, yeah, we yep. always have a little kid in us. Yes. So, and it needs to feel safe and that's usually what's missing or didn't feel loved growing up or whatever. So we do a little bit of that. Um, I do some guided meditation, so I'll send them a guided meditation that goes along with whatever journaling they did that week. Um, they get their physical component in. If they're open to it, and it works for their diet and just their own biochemistry. We'll do a gut cleanse because usually there's some candida overgrowth, and there's more and more research that connects mental illnesses and mental disorders and like emotional disorders with your gut health. Okay. We talked about this yeah, last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, so yeah. there's... We have neuropeptides and emotional molecules that are in the brain that cause emotion, but also that are in our gut and in the rest of our body. So when our gut is unhealthy, we actually have a harder time, like, staying happy or staying, you know what I mean? So um, making sure that the gut is healthy, and then we go in to start shifting the nutrition slowly. So basically, this is a gradual process. It's like a 12-week program. Um, And it's 12 weeks because I want them to have enough time to shift into this new habit before they're self-sufficient and feel comfortable being on their own. Because the point is not for them to be dependent on me forever. I want them to feel comfortable and safe and I want them to feel supported enough that they can leave and know that they're strong enough to maintain this identity, maintain this growth without me. And obviously if they need me, I'm happy to do it from here. But the point is to make them self-sufficient and independent and give them their power back. Okay. Like, that's the whole point of the program, basically. Awesome. If that... No, no, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm very passionate about it. It's yeah. like what I feel is my, my mission, my at least first mission here is to help people, empower people, feel good in their bodies and combine the physical and the emotional because they're not separate. Yeah. And anybody that's been an athlete knows they're not separate. Anyone that's done anything competitively or anything. Or if you try something new and you just can't get good at it yeah, or no, you love something. True. So... It all it's all connected, so I just want to bring it to to people in a more streamlined way. Okay. Um, I just feel this type of program hasn't been put together so excessively yet, so I'm excited. As far as I know, I'm one of the first of this, so first, I'm happy. Right. Come so on in. Yeah. Let me help you. Awesome. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, but where are we at right now? Because I'm, I actually think they can see people in the background. Oh, yeah. So where are we at? So we are at Alliance Jiu-Jitsu and Fitness in Miramar or Alliance San Diego. Um we're on a jiu-jitsu mat. Okay. It's nice and high for throws and taking people down. The far mat, um, also for jiu-jitsu. Right now we have our Muay Thai program. I think it may be Dutch kickboxing, actually. We have Dutch kickboxing and Muay Thai. Uh, what um, the hell is the difference between Dutch kickboxing and Muay Thai? I'm not a full-on striker, so I don't know. Okay. Nesto, Coach Nesto, also in our strength and conditioning program, he... Told me the difference the other day. He's teaching right now, but I don't remember. I'm sorry, Nestor. That's fine. Then, There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference. It's something about the striking in the knees and more okay. up and less down. Okay. I don't know. Sure. Nesto knows way better, but he's an expert. We actually have a great Muay Thai program and a good um, jiu-jitsu program. And then fitness is over on that far wall. Okay. Um, we have kids program. Victor and I are going to put self-defense together soon. Um, we have a couple like Bellator fighters in here, yeah, some MMA cool. fighters. Um, Pat Singano has come up here to train before. Justin Flores, which is Ronda Rousey's um, 
Olympic judo coach, and then her coach for while she was in USC. He comes up here and trains, or he teaches, and then he teaches full-time at our Carlsbad location on Mondays. So we have lots of good resources, access to things. Um, The nice thing about our jujitsu community is that it is a community. Um, You walk in and everybody says hi, as I'm sure you've seen me, just like waving at everybody. Everybody says hi. I'm waving at people I don't even know. (laughs) I had no idea who they are, just getting in the habit of it. But that's the nice thing is it's just such a non-intimidating environment. And we have a lot, like Victor and I train jujitsu together and we're partners. And then we have lots of couples that train together. Mm -hmm. We even have full-on families that their kids train in the kids program. So like mom, dad, and the kids are all on the mat. And it's just, it's very welcoming and family environment. Johnny Faria, the owner of the gym and the professor, he just did such a good job making a community and making it a safe space and just so comfortable and everyone's so reassuring and encouraging. Um, and Victor and I want to try to emulate that. It's inspired us in our own fitness program yeah. to sort of recreate the sense of community. And there's studies have been shown, like you're more, it's like why CrossFit exploded and why it was so successful was the sense of community. Yeah. The fact that people were like, where were you? Why weren't you at the workout? Like, there's been studies shown that you're, I think it's three times, I think that's what it is, it's about 70% more likely to be successful with your fitness program or your training or whatever, yeah. if you have a supportive network. Yeah, you got some friends there, mm-hmm. you got people that you enjoy seeing, yep. help you, you know, get through the workout, and yeah. it's a tough day at work, you come here and just uplifting. Yep. Because sometimes, you know, you just don't, some people, me, I just don't want to work out. <laughs> so you need to come up here, Wednesday, come hang out with yeah, us. And it's just like, oh <laughs> man, here we go. Once I'm in the workout, then yeah, it's, of course. it's completely different. But yeah, th- that is a synth. And I think that's one thing that uh, my friend said yesterday. She said, oh, I didn't like rugby anymore, but it's a community here. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what you really enjoy yes. is that that bonding with people um that, that's what really matters so people should they just come up here walk in um email you follow you on instagram with yeah so you uh, can follow that, yeah give me your my spiel your spiel and so, then i can put it on the on thing here as well so you can follow me on instagram i'm at making om om okay um victor my boyfriend and business partner is at victor.oliveraSD. Um, we'll write that one down yes the gym is at Alliance San Diego, um, so we actually post all the jujitsu stuff, the kids program, the Muay Thai, all of that's here. Okay. Our fitness program, oh my god, there's so much, our fitness program is at Concentric Fit. Okay. Um, so we post all, like, we'll post the workouts, we'll post people training, we'll post about the workshops, um, so anything with our fitness that's Concentric Fit. Mm-hmm. Um, our website is also concentricfithealth.com. Okay. And then if you want to know more about MFIT, that's on makingome.com. Okay. Um, so, got lots of stuff going on here, but it's all good. We're just here to, both Victor and I, and everyone here as well, we just want to empower people, make people feel good, yeah. bring confidence and health to the community, and as well as within our own community, and just make it stronger and bigger. So, some takeaways today are, try some essential oils. Yes. Get some crystals. Full moon crystals, of course. Full moon crystals. <laughs> you get crystals, it's a full moon, just put your crystals out just there. Don't ask questions. Yeah, just, just do, do that. <laughs> um, uh, nutrition, to get your mind right, yeah. your spirit right, yeah. and just be in a, in a good place. Because that's going to help you lose weight and get in better shape. Mm-hmm. Just that already. You want oh, a better totally. mental state. Uh, try some meditation. And if you want all of those wrapped in a nice package, you want to get some muscles, yeah. <laughs> you want to be in shape, um, you know, 
want to have, you want to defend yourself just in yes. case. You just want to walk around and feel safer. Contact Caroline. Yes. Contact Victor. I'll put the info out there. Yes. And just come a badass. Yes. Inside and out. Yeah. Any last words for the uh No, vodka? thank you so much, Dwayne, for coming on. Yeah, of course. Out. Yeah. It's been nice to connect yeah, as definitely, well. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. And I'll be up here. Yes. Um, I'll I'll yes. I'll get flipped around on the mat a few times. Yes. We'll see it. We'll see how it goes. I need to get health insurance out. Yeah. Just let everybody out there. Just get a mask. That's all you need. I have to get some health insurance <laughs> first. Um, but um, no, this has been good. This is like I said, I started the podcast. One to get me out of my own shell. Um, interact with people that I may not know. <laughs> uh, interact with people that I uh, that I don't know. So that, and. Also, I enjoy learning. So, learning about different things. Like I said, I'll go home. Um, I did look up Christmas stuff. Did you? <laughs> uh, essential oils. It's just, you know, trying something new. Of course. That's, that's what life's about. Trying different things. Exactly. And I'm uh, just enjoying life. So, appreciate you. Thank Tell you. We'll have you on again. Thank you. Um, until next time. Until next time. Bye.